Hello again from beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia and Liberty University. My name is Jake Schellenberger. I'm the host of The Jake Shell Show. Welcome back again. I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays. Just the idea that we take an entire day and spend it with friends and family and focus on gratitude, hopefully, uh, you know, if you're into the, the reason for the season type of thing. I love that. I love the fact that we, we spend time and make time for gratitude. And if you follow my website, jakeshell.com, I've written much about gratitude and the power that it has to transform minds and hearts and, and just the idea that uh, you know, it can really transform your life if you focus first on gratitude and then, and then attack the world from, from that viewpoint. Uh, so hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We're back. This is episode eight. Again, episode eight of the Jake Shell Show. Today we'll be talking about a team rule here at Liberty that we have the idea that we never say can't. It's a team rule, program rule. Uh, we started the program back in 2009, and that was one of our founding principles, the idea that we never, ever, 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 ever say the word can't. Instead, we replace I can't with I can if, and then let the brain explore the possibilities. Uh, so we'll get into that. Before we do, a few housekeeping items. Uh, I mentioned jakeshell.com. That's the website, the blog. Uh, you can head over there if you would like to read uh, some articles. I also sell the Power Tower book there. And then also sell a book on summer league coaching that I wrote a few years ago. So if you know anybody that coaches summer league swimming, that might be a good read for them. You can also find us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Just search Jake Schellenberger on YouTube. We also have a Twitter account, Jake Shell, on Instagram at jakeshell.com. And basically all the social media outlets, just search Jake Shell, Jake Schellenberger, some combination thereof. And you can find us uh, putting out great content across all the platforms. YouTube, for example, I, I write a lot about swimming and some of the power sets we do and so on and so forth. On YouTube, you can actually see them in action, right? So I can write about it, but, uh, you know, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then what is a video, right? So for example, here's just one small example. I talk a bit about uh, power training on the website and obviously wrote the Power Tower book and write a lot about weight belts and, and so forth. Uh, on the YouTube channel, we have videos of our women going 25 pound weight belts. And so, you know, if you think 10 pounds is heavy or, you know, and God bless his heart, Sam Freeze, he, he passed away recently, loves Sam Freeze. But he said that 15 pounds was just the right size for collegiate men and that any heavier would be a bad idea. Uh, we have women going 25 pounds with a weight belt. And if I, if I didn't show you the video and you didn't know, that if you didn't see the underwater view, for example, you wouldn't know they're wearing a 25-pound weight belt because they're swimming in a way that uh, it looks really good and you'd have no idea it's 25 pounds. So anyway, all of that is to say now uh, you can find us on YouTube as well and watch what we do in action. Uh, one more item, uh, as far as the, the podcast goes, uh, certainly you've heard it before if you're a podcast subscriber and listener. Everybody likes the five-star reviews. Uh, that helps us climb the rankings. You've heard all this, yada, 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 five-star reviews, Apple Podcasts, helps people find the show, so on and so forth. If you'd like to support us, uh, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Again, helps more people find the show. And then finally, 
Uh, if you'd like to support us financially, you could do so as well, as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, you can support the show if you feel that this is fantastic content and you'd like to support it. Uh, free market system, uh, by all means. Uh, you can do 99 cents a month. You can do really any amount. Uh, 99 cents, I believe, is the limit, uh, lower end. So if you'd like to support the show financially, uh, I would appreciate that. We do have some subscribers uh, that you know do support on a monthly basis, so thank you to them. One final uh, note here, housekeeping items before we get going. Uh, I would like to talk about a, a company I recently discovered, and they are not a sponsor. This is not an ad. Uh, I just appreciate them and like them so much that I wanted to mention it, and, and I don't do this often. In fact, I've never done it before, uh, but I think this company is worth mentioning, and I'd like to introduce them to you. They're called MagSol Organics, M-A-G-S-O-L. And the mag stands for magnesium, and I forget exactly what the, the soul is for. I think it's solus, magnesium, or, or magnum solus. Um, I was reading their website yesterday, and I've been using their products for quite a while. I just visited the site yesterday uh, to check them out. Fantastic products. They make two. They make a whole body magnesium spray, uh, and if you're in the biohacking realm or health and fitness, you know that magnesium is probably one of the most important things you can do for your health. And now, obviously, I'm not a licensed physician, so I cannot say that magnesium will help do any of the, you know, curing disease or so on and so forth. I, I can't say that. But if you go down the, the research path and you look at what magnesium does and especially what magnesium deficiencies can do, uh, wow, uh, magnesium, really good uh, for the body. Uh, so I use their, their, I use both of their products. They have a magnesium body spray, and then they have a magnesium-based deodorant, and I use both of the products. They're fantastic. No chemicals, no parabens, no synthetic fragrances, all the crazy stuff that is in modern-day deodorants, for example. Uh, and as we know, whatever you put on your skin gets into your bloodstream. So if you're putting uh, deodorant on your on your skin and it's got you know synthetic chemicals and it's got parabens and fragrances and xenoestrogens and holy moly, uh, you're doing a, a major disservice to your endocrine system. You got some endo endocrine disruptors there, and a whole lot of bad stuff that is probably not good for your health uh, repeatedly over the long term. Uh, so again, no synthetic fragrances, no chemicals, uh, aluminum-free, that's a big one, right? Uh, made in the USA, they're based out of Houston, Texas, uh, so that's neat. You can support, uh, support a U.S. company, products are made here. Uh, again, they've got deodorant and they've got a magnesium spray. I'd encourage you to check them out. The website is magsol.us, M-A-G-S-O-L.us, and uh, you can find them on Amazon, of course. And uh, I think they're in some shops as well. They're in some health and, and uh, beauty shops. Uh, I'm not sure about that exactly, but I think they are. I'm not sure where. I'll have to look that up. Uh, but love the company. I use the deodorant again, use the magnesium spray, and it's fantastic. I would highly recommend it. Uh, and again, they are not a sponsor. They, they do not sponsor the show. I just love the product that much that I want to let people know about it because it's a game changer as far as you know, health, long-term health, and then just using a product that, uh, that works. It, it works, number one, and, and number two, it's, it's good for you. And certainly beats the alternative of putting aluminum and, and other uh, bad things into your, into your bloodstream. 
As far as the deodorant goes, they've got rose, they've got sweet orange scents, uh, and these are all essential oils, right? These are not synthetic fragrances. These are essential oils. Sandalwood, jasmine, lemongrass, that's the one I use. I use lemongrass, and uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and I think they have a lavender as well. So MagSol Organics, M-A-G-S-O-L dot U-S. You want to check them out. And again, they are on Amazon as well. All right, that's it for the housekeeping, and uh, let's get going with I can't versus I can if. I mentioned in the show notes uh, that this was the founding, one of the founding principles of our program. We started uh, LU Swim Dive from scratch. We didn't have a program here at Liberty. We started from scratch in 2009, and one of our founding principles was the idea that we do not ever, 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 ever say the word can't. And this is one that uh, has served us well. It's it served us well, one of our founding principles. And I believe that this overall growth mindset and this attitude was instrumental in our, in our success, our, our building of the program, and just the idea that you know, we, we could go from, from humble beginnings, from absolutely nothing, to where we are today in 10 years. Uh, you, you cannot, you just, you, you can't, okay, here's one, you can't do that with a fixed mindset, right? You need a growth mindset for that. Um, so you could do what we did with a growth mindset if you had a growth mindset, right, versus a fixed one. Um, so that's the, the genesis of the article. Uh, it was jakeshell.com where I first wrote about this but did want to share it in the podcast. So again, the idea that uh, we replace can't with can if for anything, not just swimming and diving, uh, not just athletics, but life in general. And if you look at the the overall trajectory of human accomplishment, uh, good heavens, you know, the people that were the movers and shakers, the doers and the makers, they, they more often than not, and, and in most cases I can think of, they had a growth mindset. And instead of saying, I can't or we can't, they said, well, we could if, or I can if. And... Uh, Wow, you know, you look at uh, you know examples throughout history, technological advances, art, science, literature, whatever it is. Uh, there were probably somebody at the head of that revolution, or that product, or that design was thinking, "Well, I could if, or I can if." Um, so we started the program here at Liberty with that founding principle, and uh, just the idea that the word "can't" is no longer in our vocabulary. And we would enforce it. You know, we would, we'd be on the pool deck and we'd hear somebody casually say, oh, I can't. And we'd stop them. And we'd say, uh, uh, let's, let's try that again. And we wouldn't yell at people. Obviously, you know, we're not, we're not the vocabulary police in, in that sense. But uh, we'd, we'd get on them a little bit and, and challenge them and say, hey, uh, let's, let's rephrase that. What could you do if, right? Or, or how could you rephrase that to say you could if, or you can if? And we do that all the time. We do it. We we still do it. Ten years later, it's still part of our program, and it's something that we share with the team every year. Uh, we 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 started during the recruiting process, and that helps us actually uh, sift through the large number of recruits that we have. And we'll mention, hey, you know, we have a a program uh, rule or just a, a a cultural pillar that we do here at Liberty. We Never say the word can't. Instead, we replace it with I can if, and we'll gauge their reaction. So if we're sitting in a recruiting meeting, we'll say this, and we'll gauge their reaction. 
if right away they're turned off and they're repulsed and they're rejected, and, and I can see that in their body language, right? I can see if they're like, oh, that, this guy's weird, or that's uh, no way, you know, that's not for me. Well, okay. Uh, at the end of the day, we're the ones that, that offer the scholarships, right? So, you know, we're looking for people with a growth mindset. And even if they do not yet know that they have a fixed or a growth mindset, I can see that in their reaction, right? I can see that in the body language. Whereas if I said, hey, you know, one of our, one of our things here at Liberty, if you're going to join our program, just know that we don't say the word can't. We say I can if. And if they smile, they say, wow, you know, that's awesome. Or, oh, cool. You know, the, the, the reaction says it all. And so then I know that, okay, you know, that's somebody that's going to come in and, and have a growth mindset. And they're going to think about things differently. And when they're challenged, they're not going to get defensive. They're going to say, oh, well, that's interesting. How could that benefit me? Or how could that benefit my life? Or how could I improve and get better and so forth? And so that's the kind of person that we're looking for. Uh, so again, it was part of our program uh, from, the, from the beginning, from the get-go. And uh, the way that we sell it, I don't know to sell it, the way that we, we explain it to our women uh, every year is that if you say, I can't, for whatever, for, forget swimming and diving, it's life in general, if you say, I can't, there is nothing that follows that. Right? There, is, there is nothing. And, and it could be, again, any example. We can't, I can't, or they can't, or whatever it might be. Right? There is nothing that follows that unless you qualify it with something else right? as far as the actual definition, the actual vocabulary usage. If you say, I can't, there's nothing that follows that, nothing. Uh, and so it's final, right? And you, you don't allow your brain the opportunity to figure it out. There's nothing that follows I can't. It's final. On the other hand, right, on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you were to say I can if, well now suddenly the if, can if, and if is the key word, if, if what? Well, if this, if that, if who knows what, right? And that, that's the beauty of it. If you say, I can if, then you allow the brain to examine the myriad possibilities that may or may not exist, right? But at least you're able to first explore and then figure out what might work and what might not work. Uh, consider it uh, the adjacent possible, if you will. There's nothing that follows I can't. But I can if explores the adjacent possible or just beyond the pale or beyond the realm or whatever slogan you want to use, something that is outside the box and so forth. All the, the overused cliches that we've heard. Uh, but that's what it does. It allows you to explore those. Uh, the other thing, too, is as far as the, the, the brain is concerned, the default mode network, subconscious mind, uh, problem-solving abilities, divergent thinking, creative thinking, right? Uh, our brains, as we know, are constantly at work, and especially when we rest. Uh, the, the brain is actually quite busy when we rest, and we go into the default mode network, and we're just kind of spacing out. But internally, right, our subconscious mind is processing everything. And if we're focusing on the can-if, and we're trying to go through and brainstorm, right, and, and creative thinking and can-if, your brain is constantly working on that can-if. Constantly. 
right? And you're going to gain insight. And maybe you'll figure out what you can do. And maybe you'll figure out what you might not be able to do, uh, given your circumstances or anything else, resources or time or whatever it might be. But at least you'll know. And at least then you'll be able to figure out a different way, right? So it really engages the subconscious mind and allows your brain to work on a challenge uh, ongoing, right? And just a, uh, its natural capacity in, in what it does. And we know that this happens. I would uh, recommend reading Rest by Alex Sujingyam Pang. I forget his name. Uh, Alex Pang. We'll just call him Alex Pang. Uh, definitely recommend Rest by Alex Pang. Uh, he talks a lot about the default mode network and the idea that, yeah, if you give your brain space and a challenge, it'll figure it out. And just an incredible concept to really wrestle and, and think about in your head. Uh, and that's what your subconscious mind likes to do, right? It likes to figure things out. It likes to, to uh, you know, visualize and, and figure out what could be. And if you say, I can't, again, you're shutting that off. You are shutting off that critical part of the default mode network and your, your internal creative uh, abilities and, and problem challenge-solving abilities. Whereas if you say, I can if, and you let your brain work on it, it's amazing what your brain can come up with. Uh, as an example, uh, going back to the website, back to jakeshell.com, uh, there's a, a pretty neat app called MindNode, M-I-N-D-N-O-D-E, MindNode, and uh, really good for iPad. It's a mind mapping app uh, for iOS. Uh, you can do it on iPhone, but definitely better on a bigger screen uh, to see a nice big map. And I did, a, I did a mind map of this very question, I can't versus I can if, and... Uh, so here was the challenge. I was hired at Liberty in the summer of 2009. Uh, the idea, the goal was to build a top program, consistently qualify athletes to NC2As, summer nationals, Olympic trials. And uh, we, we had to do all that or wanted to do all that with a six-lane, 25-yard pool while also starting a new program in the process. Uh, so, you know, Division One, go to NC2As, score at NC2As, build a top program, you know, do the whole summer circuit with trials and U.S. Nationals and U.S. Open and all that good stuff, try to put kids on international teams, huh, and do all that from a new program, right, with a school that, that not many had heard of. Uh, you know, back then we were more of a traditional mid-major, you know, D1 school, and uh, just starting a new program from scratch in a six-lane, 25-yard pool, Wow, okay, that's a challenge. So, you know, you could look at that one of two ways. You could say, well, I can't. I can't qualify people for NC2As or score at NC2As or, or do all the things that we want to do. I, I can't do that in this pool. I can't do that with this new program. And if that's the, the mindset, then sure, you know, you're right. You know, nothing follows that. And then there, there's the I can if. And the I can if, when you look at the mind map on jakeshell.com, opens up myriad possibilities and I went through the entire mind map and uh, I came up with the first two on the mind map were I can if I recruit talented athletes with the potential to achieve the qualifying times needed to you know go to NC2As and score at NC2As and summer nats and everything else so the first part of that was I can if 
I recruit the talented athletes with the potential to achieve those qualifying times. So that was the first one. The second was, was I can if I then train the athletes to swim fast and achieve you know, the times needed to do so. So the, the idea was, well, we can do that if we first get the athletes and then train the athletes, right? And that's, you know, that's swim coaching, diving. Uh, you know, you got to get your athletes, right? And then you got you to gotta train them. And, uh, you know, that's what we did. And, and from there, those two, those two branched out into a number of different pillars. And I talk about culture and I talk about resources and I talk about recruiting and I talk about facilities and I talk about all kinds of different things. And you can see it, you can follow along on jakeshell.com. I'll post the link to the article in the show notes. But just the idea that was, okay, I can if I, A, recruit the athletes, and then B, train the athletes. And from there, good heavens, opens up a world of possibilities versus the I can't, which is final. And so that's an example here, uh, LU Swim Dive. I, I don't know, uh, I haven't read yet, but I just picked up David McCullough's uh, book on the Wright Brothers, and I'm excited to, to dig into it. My guess, and again, I don't know for sure, my guess is that the Wright Brothers, if they didn't say it, you know, didn't write it down, as in we still have a record of in their, in their diaries and their journals, but if not, I can, I can almost guarantee that they were in that, that growth mindset, and we said, well, I can if, or we can if, right, as far as humans flying. So they said, oh, you know, humans can't fly. And I, I guarantee you the Wright brothers said, well, we, we can if. And then that if is what drove them to figure out the physics, uh, you know, of wings and lift and drag and flight and all kinds of neat things in the, the, the physics world that allowed them to harness the laws of physics and to build an airplane. Uh, I would think Roger Bannister, when he broke four minutes in the mile, had the same mindset. He said, well, I can if. They said, ah, you know, you, nobody can run a sub-four-minute mile. And In fact, scientists at the time thought that it would be impossible that humans would die trying. You know, they didn't think the body could handle a sub-four-minute mile. And I, I can guarantee, and I, again, I don't know, I haven't read much uh, in, in terms of Roger Bannister, but I would guarantee that he probably said, ah, I, I can if. Right? Or, well, humans could, or we could if. And then he was able to fill in the blank. So uh, when, you get, when you look at human achievement, and again, forget, forget our program here at Liberty, that's just the, uh, the example I used in the article, uh, but look at anything that, that humans achieve, you know, great achievements throughout time. Uh, I'm almost willing to guarantee that those achievements came along with a growth mindset of I can if or we can if versus the we can't or I can't. So how can you apply this in your life? Uh, Here's another example. Uh, I have an ongoing experiment with my four-year-old son, and uh, we have that rule in our house. And so, uh, you know, I'll say, "Hey, uh, let's let's try that again." Uh, we never say the word "can't." Let's replace it with "I can if," and uh, he, that confuses him at four. You know, he's he's just trying to figure that stuff out. But um, you know, I've I've used it with him ever since he started talking. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see. He's four years old, and uh, I'm starting it, you know, I started it at two when he could start talking. And, and whenever I heard him say, I can't, I would say, uh, let's, let's try again. You could if, you can if. 
And so two to four, four turns into eight, eight turns into 12, 12 to 16. By the time he's 16 years old, and I've been reinforcing this can-if versus can't attitude, uh, I don't know, it'll be an interesting experiment to see where he is at 16, 17, 18 years of age, uh, you know, with the, the can-if ingrained and just, just, you know, just ingrained in since he was two every day. You know, every time I hear I can't, okay, let's, let's replace that. It'll be interesting to see where he is, you know, versus the other way, where if as a parent I just let him say I can't. Uh, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> Fast forward uh, 14 years, uh, 2018, and maybe I'll do another podcast episode and, and we'll see where he is. But uh, that could be interesting, uh, you know, to see where he is in 18 years. Uh, if nothing else, I mean, I don't think it could hurt him, you know, the, the idea that he, could, he would replace can't with can if uh, if anything I think it'll make him better so we'll see uh, but again for your life how could you uh, take steps to replace can't with can if what are some challenges in your life what are some things that are going through your head as you're listening to this you probably thought of some things uh, maybe today you said I can't or we can't with your team or with your family staff whatever it might be we can't well you could if well, I can't do that well you could if you can if I can't lose weight, or I, I can't run, or I can't, you know, I can't do that marathon, or you know, all the cliche things that we've heard. Uh, what if you replaced can't with can if, and then let your brain explore the possibilities? So that's it. I hope you like this one. Uh, short one today, only 25 minutes. Uh, but again, I can't versus I can if. The idea that uh, attitude is everything. And then actions, you know, putting it into actions. It, it's one thing to replace can't with can if, but then you've got to you know, you've got to put some of those ideas into action when your brain figures them out. Uh, so again, hope you enjoyed this one. Can't versus can if. Your challenge, your, your takeaway is to replace can't with can if. Never, ever, 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 ever say the word can't again in your head, in your external speech, you know, when you're, when you're speaking to people, when you're talking to yourself, your internal dialogue. Never say the word can't ever done you're done with it replace it with can if do that force yourself to do it right force yourself to do it catch yourself police yourself force yourself to do it you are now replacing can't with can if do that for a month and then see where you are see if your situation hasn't improved or you haven't had a big breakthrough uh, you know with that challenge that you're thinking about that's it we'll see you next time Hope all's well. Again, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving and uh, looking forward to a great Christmas and then a fantastic uh, new year looking, uh, looking ahead to 2020. Again, thank you. Hope all's well. Jake Shell signing out.